Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth. I'm an intimacy coach and psychologist. I created this show to explore the erotic alphabet, to help you learn more about desire and expressing your desires, discover ways to spice up your relationship and create that sizzling relationship you've always wanted. I do this through solid science, real life stories and interviews with an exciting variety of sex experts. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create your ideal sexual life. Make sure you join us to access even more sexual strategies on my blog, A to Z of Sex, access our monthly newsletter with subscriber-only offers at www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, and I am your host. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Just a reminder, this podcast deals with adult content, so if you don't have total privacy, you might want to put on your headphones. Today, the letter is R, and R is for red light district. A red light district is part of, usually, an urban area where sex work is practiced. This includes strip clubs, sex shops, prostitutes, escorts, and sex shows and theaters. The term comes from the red light that was used as a sign for a brothel. Some red light districts, like in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and Reeperbahn, Germany, which is part of Hamburg, are areas where legal and regulated prostitution can take place. Many of these districts were originally formed in an effort to confine prostitution to one part of the city and make sure that there was some regulation of the prostitutes. In Japan, an akasen is a red light district, though it is not legal. The term in Japanese literally means red line. The Oxford English Dictionary has the term first appearing in print in 1894 in a newspaper from Sandusky, Ohio, in the United States. It appears the term became more widely spread when used in Dodge City, Kansas, to refer to a district that contained a number of houses of prostitution, including the Red Light House Saloon. Some red light districts are monitored by the authorities, though not legal and legally regulated. Usually, authorities in these cases are monitoring for child trafficking. Others are monitored and regulated like the Reeperbahn in Hamburg. This is a mile-long area, and it is world-famous. There are quite a few places in Thailand that are unofficial red-like districts, but are monitored, and, and in particular for child prostitution. In the 1950s, the Soho area of London was a well-known red-light district. Working girls were everywhere in the area. The area has changed drastically, though you still find sex shops, peep shows, and clubs in the area. The area is now known for its excellent restaurants, theaters, and music venues. In the city of Leeds in the UK, there is a red light district where prostitutes are legally allowed to ply their trade. This was created in the hopes 
that crime in the area and against prostitutes would decrease. There was originally a 12-month pilot program that legalized prostitution in the area, and this was made permanent following the murder of a 21-year-old prostitute. Though crime has not disappeared in this area, sex workers who used to report about 5% of crimes against them are now reporting 60% more crimes to the police and prosecutions are following. The West Yorkshire Police, Leeds City Council, and a variety of support agencies are all behind keeping this area in place and working to make sure that the mostly women who are working there are protected. For Westerners, perhaps the most famous red light district is located in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, in the section called Der Wallen. It is said that the district existed in 1200 when Amsterdam was more of a village than a city. The area is called Der Wallen by the Dutch because it was once completely enclosed in earthen walls. Presumably this was to keep the trade away from the ordinary populace and so that um, ordinary citizens would not be offended by the activity. The area developed in part because of all the trade that was brought into the city by the harbor. In 1758, Casanova visited the district, and there were many tales of his exploits. In 1905, the prostitutes wore long dresses and sat in front of the houses waiting for customers, and at that time they were known as street daisies. It was in the 1930s that the famous windows appeared. This took the place of women standing in doorways trying to get customers to enter, which was not legal. They were allowed to sit in the window with the curtains opened only a little, teasing and exciting the curious to enter. In the 1960s, there were more houses of prostitution. And in 2000, prostitution and brothels were made legal. There was a point in the mid-2000s that window prostitution, where the brothel was just one room, as most of the windows were, was made illegal to try to discourage trafficking. In March 2007, a statue of Bell was dedicated with the legend, respect sex workers all over the world. And there was an open day and where for the first time, male sex workers stood in the windows in the red light district. It had been hoped by legalizing that sex workers would have better lives, but this didn't happen on its own. Still, many found themselves having to pay criminal gangs or being trafficked. Independent workers had to pay taxes and, to, and rent their spaces, so the money was tighter. As a result, the city council decided to set up a foundation called My Red Light in 2017 and allow the sex workers to design and create a brothel space that works better for them. The space provides for a client-free common meeting area so sex workers can socialize together in their off time. The sex workers have been involved in every aspect of creating this space that covers 40 windows over 14 buildings. They have participated in creating the laws governing the space, the taxes, the licensing, the design, and the decoration. The hope is that this will combat some of the isolation sex workers experience and provide a friendly place for advice as well as a clean and light workspace.
They're offering development courses in the space as well, everything from business finance to massage. Again, the hope is that with personal development and business development available, workers will be better able to stay out of the hands of the criminal gangs and the pimps. Here are some more interesting red light districts throughout the world. Kabukicho in Tokyo, Japan, caters mostly to Japanese locals. The clubs cater to local fantasies, including schoolgirls, secretaries, and various anime fantasies. There are hostess clubs where you pay for companionship. Now, paid sex is illegal in Japan, but everything else is fair game. So you'll find things like naked karaoke and sex dolls that you can rent and all sorts of fantasy and role play liaisons. This area is also home to a large number of ladyboys for those who enjoy interacting with transgender male to female folks. Geylang in Singapore City, Singapore is a three mile long area that contains side streets where you can find brothels. Even numbered side streets are legal and regulated where the brothels found on the odd numbered side streets are illegal and not regulated. So you need to be careful where you choose to enter or you may find yourself in a raid. You can also find yourself being ripped off. Most of the women are of Thai and Chinese background and sessions are limited to 45 minutes only. Pigalle in Paris, France, is where you will find top-notch burlesque shows like the Moulin Rouge, where you get dinner and drinks along with the show, next to CD strip clubs, cabarets, sex shows, and peep shows. Prostitution is illegal in France, so you won't find any legal prostitution in this area. Pat Pong in Bangkok, Thailand is the main red light area. Now, the main draw here is the sex shows. The famous smoke rings from the pussy act can be seen here, or ping pong balls from the pussy. This is also where the famous go-go bars were started. There is now an, a night market in the area, which has softened the scene considerably. More popular in Bangkok these days is soy cowboy. This is not government regulated and is considered quite racy and sometimes seedy. Here too, though, the sex shows are the biggest draw. I mentioned Reeperbahn in Hamburg earlier. This is a street that hosts some of the best restaurants and fantastic bars. And the sex trade is confined to one street that's partitioned off by a wall and only available during certain hours. Strip clubs seem to have overtaken prostitution in popularity so there are now only a few hundred prostitutes working in the area, uh, far more who are dancing in strip clubs, doing pole dancing. Villa Tinto in Antwerp, Belgium, is found in a three-block safe zone and is considered the cleanest and safest red light district in the world. Villa Tinto is considered the most high-tech brothel in the world. The rooms have safes, biometric locks to identify sex workers, and panic buttons are under the bed. There is an on-site police station and a control room to oversee the whole lot. The area also hosts strip clubs and live sex shows.
Aaron wrote in to ask, is it infidelity if I have sex with a sex worker? Aaron, this depends upon your relationship agreements. If you're in a typical monogamous relationship, sexual contact is considered infidelity. However, these days, there are lots of versions of monogamish relationships where people agree that certain activities or activities with certain people do not constitute infidelity. If you're dishonest with your partner, this will always be seen as infidelity. And the worst part of infidelity is usually the lying. The dishonesty causes far more problems in relationships, no matter what type of relationship and what form the relationship takes and does the sexual part of infidelity. Um, this is because of the break in trust. It's very difficult to repair trust breaks of this size. It's possible. And many couples do manage to make it through infidelity, but it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of work. So if you haven't negotiated this with your partner, Aaron, it's best that you actually refrain until you have the opportunity to do so. Now, visiting a red light district with your partner can be a lot of fun. I've sometimes taken people on field trips to the red light district in Amsterdam as a part of a retreat that I do for singles and couples to help um, improve sexual relationships. Um, and Often couples have chosen to watch sex shows together to explore something new. Sometimes these can be really erotic and at other times they see, seem odd and so people see them as funny. But exploring something new together is often a great way to revitalize the relationship. My next retreat in Amsterdam that includes a trip to the red light district is in January, 2018. I've just opened the pre-booking. So contact me via email at drlorybeth at a to z of sex.com. So it's D-R-L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H at A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X dot com. Or use the contact form on the website, H-T-T-P-S colon backslash backslash A-T-O-F-O-S-E-X. Oops, sorry, that didn't work. A T O Z O F S E X dot com. If you're interested in one of those limited spaces that's available. Now, Marsha wrote in to ask what um, you should be careful of when you're in various red light districts. So, even the regulated districts. Um, there are a lot of um, practices that are aimed at parting tourists from their money. It's important that you're aware, particularly if you're in an unregulated area, that um, the people that you are transacting with, not the sex workers themselves, but the people who may be brokering the transaction, are not necessarily uh, the most um, above board folks. And people will try to part you with your money. For example, you may go into a sex show. Uh, the people outside that you see are incredibly attractive. And when you get inside, the people performing are not so much. Um, the prices for the drinks might be listed at um, 
like in, in Thailand, for example, they might be listed at 100 baht and that's what they're charging you. But if you buy a girl a drink, you're going to pay double or triple that. And you won't know that until you see the bill at the end. Uh, many shows also have an entrance fee. So you have to kind of take this um, an attitude of relaxed enjoyment to these sorts of things and expect that it's probably going to cost you a bit more than you bargained. So if you're not happy with that, you should make sure that you're only going to a regulated show in a regulated area where it's really clear what the prices are and what that includes. Otherwise, don't be terribly worried about the inflated bill that you're going to get at the end of the evening. Um, also be really careful if you're going on your own, that you know where you are and you know that you're in uh, the, the more recognized part of the district and you know who you're dealing with. Make sure that you that people know where you are and make sure that you have a way to contact the police if you need to. Make sure that you have a way to get back to wherever it is you're staying as well, particularly if you're doing this late at night. And of course, always indulge in safe sex. This is so important, even in the regulated areas where uh, workers are regularly tested, it's really important that you engage in safe sex. So you protect them and they protect you by doing that. Um, don't be willing to forego condom use or femidom use without really thinking through the possible consequences. Finally, make sure you know what the laws of the country that you're in are very clearly. For example, Thailand has complete zero tolerance when it comes to drugs. That's any kind of drug. You can find yourself in prison for a very long time, even for possession. Um, if you criticize the Thai monarchy, it's another reason that you can find yourself jailed and some loud and rowdy tourists. So Marsha wrote in to ask me about um, safety and things to be concerned about if you're visiting the red light district anywhere. And so Marsha, I mean, I think there are some basic safety things that you need to pay attention to uh, just as you would whenever you're out in an urban area by yourself in the evening. Make sure that somebody knows where you're going. Make sure that you have a phone that's charged and you are able to get in touch with people. Make sure that you know how it is that you're going to um, get back to where you need to be. Um, and um, it's a good idea to know a bit about the kind of local makeup of the area. If you're going to be in a red light district in an area where you do not speak the language, it's a good idea to get certain things written down for you in English in advance in case you need somebody's help to contact the police or to contact for help. Um, remember that in a lot of red light districts, there will be hawkers outside trying to pull you into shows um, and strip joints and clubs and bars, and they like to try to part tourists from as much money as they possibly can. 
So if you're going to go into a bar, um, recognize that the person outside who's standing out and enticing people in is not necessarily going to be the type of person that's performing. So a lot of times there'll be people who are better looking outside than the people who are inside. Make sure that you look for the list of prices. Make sure that you're clear and ask about what the prices are. For example, it's not unusual for your drinks to be less expensive than the drinks that you might buy for a girl if you're going to have a lap dance or if you're going to have somebody doing something as part of the show um, personal to you. Um, the bill at the end of the evening might be considerably more than you expected it to be. If you're not prepared for that to be in the case, that be the case, my advice would be to make sure that you stick to the most regulated areas and to check things out before you enter and make sure that you're really, really clear. Most people expect to spend a bit more than they thought they might going in because you might tip, for example. Um, and so I advise people to be quite relaxed. Going in as a woman to a strip joint is usually a lot of fun and the strippers are usually really responsive to that. So that if you're in an area and you're not sure what to do and you're a woman on your own, that's something that you might want to do and you might have a really good time doing. Safe sex, very important. You need to protect yourself, even in the areas that are regulated, where the girls and the guys are being tested regularly, you still need to use condoms. You also need to protect them. Most important, relax and have a good time. Make sure you've kind of thought about what you want to do before you go in there and stick to the boundaries that you've set for yourself. I hope that helps, Marcia. Thanks for joining me this week for the A to Z of sex. Write in with your questions to Dr. Lori Beth at a to Z of sex.com. That's A T O Z O F S E X.com. And visit both the websites https colon backslash backslash A T O Z O F S E X.com and https colon backslash backslash the hyphen intimacy hyphen coach.com to learn how to awaken your authenticity, arouse your sexuality and ignite your desire for a free 30 minute session with me, head over to www.adazetofsex.com and click on the button that says book now. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and or Stitcher and please subscribe. Why not join me for my upcoming free webinar, Four Secrets for Arousing and Igniting Your Authentic Sexual Self. Click the link in the podcast notes to sign up or head over to https colon backslash backslash the dash intimacy dash coach dot com backslash number four dash secrets backslash. Join me next week, though, when the letter will be S, and S is for sexless marriage. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to www.atozofsex.com. That's A T O Z O 
F-S-E-X. To subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week.